Peace and blessings, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Adulting Sucks, right? I'm your host, Liz, and while adulting may suck, I try to help you navigate through the trials and tribulations of this thing called life while dealing with anxiety and depression. So from dating to forgiveness and everything in between, I share my life's journey with you to help make your life just a little bit better. So, y'all, I'm so glad to be back. I feel a little weird recording because it's been a while, but I have a special guest. So I'm going to introduce her in a few minutes. Um, so this is going to be part one of three of the um, Adulting Sucks Presents Toxic Relationships. So for... This one, for part one, it is going to be um, ending, or adulting is ending toxic family ships. Trademark, don't try to steal that shit. So, <laughs> so, so, um, so yeah, uh, again, I'm, I'm glad to be back. Um, I'm super excited about my guests. Um, we work together, so she's like my work buddy, but... Also, my out-of-work buddy, too. So, <laughs> so without further ado, I want to introduce Brandy. Free, free, free. Peace and blessings, everyone. <laughs> Don't be stealing my shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm on your channel, so I, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm so glad you came today. So... Welcome. Thank you. So, um, I have decided that to, so that way you get to know, um, my guest, I have decided to do like a little icebreaker. So that way we can all get to know Brandy a little better. So this question is going to be fun. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Sip, sip. <laughs> We got some little Ziffendale over here. <laughs> no. So, um, the first question is, if you could live in any sitcom, which one would it be? I would live in Martin. <laughs> How did I know you was going to say that? <laughs> I would totally live in Martin. Like, that's, that's my thing. So, okay. So, if you could pick any character, which one would you be? I would be... I would be Pam. She's a jokester. Do it. I'm doing it. She's a jokester. I'm a jokester. You know. I, I think I'd be Pam. Yeah. Yeah. I can see you being Pam. Yeah. Because uh, Brandy is quick to pop off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate him. <laughs> All right. See, okay. I guess if if I had to pick one, living single. Okay. Cause no, in the nineties, time and world, I'm glad I got my girl. Can you head up? What? Can you head up? That's right. We trying to girl Yeah, she be doing the little dance. Right. <laughs> Y'all like, what is she doing? I've okay. been trying to get on the ground, right. throw my leg up, okay. all 
of furniture. Uh, <laughs> um, you know what? If I, I guess Sinclair. Yeah, I can see that. Cause I'm goofy. Yeah. Woo woo woo. Mm-hmm. Woo woo. <laughs> yeah. So I would say I'll be. I'm Sinclair. Yeah. Uh, with a little bit of Khadija in me. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So. Another one. Okay. Uh, if you can instantly become an expert in something, what would it be? Um, I would be a shrink. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can get in people's minds. Yeah, I love to get in people's minds, you know. Try to figure them out. Yeah, I like to study people. Same, same. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. And then it shows on my face. So as I'm studying people, I'm always like, hmm. (laughs) So what do you think about that? (laughs) Okay. I I will for sure be a therapist or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm going to school for. Yeah. I said I was going to start, but I don't feel like paying back Sally Mae right now. So I'm going to get a degree out of my get a degree out of all the money that I'm spending so whatever yeah but I can see you doing that that's interesting I like I like to see people and learn people's behaviors Mm -hmm. so and figure out why they do the things that they do I'm always a person like asking why why are you like this or why do you do that me too that's me so yes I'm the same way because like I sometimes I just can't wrap my, my mind around like what makes certain people tick or do yeah. some of the dumb shit that they do. Yeah. And it's like, okay, where does that stem from? Mm-hmm. What was your childhood like? Right. Yes, because it normally starts from when you were younger. Yeah. And either something, like, happened to you or you witnessed something. Yeah. Like, I know I'm fucked up. I'm yeah. I like, you know why you fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> we all fucked up right. in some type I would of like way. To know. Yes. But at least you are insightful enough to know. Yeah. You know, um, hell, same with me. But like I said, we all fucked up. Right. In some form, mm-hmm. fashion. Yeah. But yeah, that makes sense now. Yeah. If I can be an expert. Being a stripper. Okay. <laughs> okay. What, what I'm works, wait, now I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm <laughs> expert in anything it would be um a mechanic okay because people who really know me and know my struggles with cars in the past Mm -hmm. have known that i always had lemons like this is my first the car i got now is the first car that has actually been like a good car because it was new yeah so um but i always wanted to because i get ripped off or you know, when I buy a car, I really don't know what I'm looking for as far as, like, a used car. So, I just... I always say, take a man with you. Yeah. <laughs> that don't always work. Um, <laughs> so, um, I wish that, you know, if I could be an expert, it would be, like, a mechanic. So, nobody would never, ever rip me off again. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. I mean... And it's always good to know a man's work. 
You know? Yeah, it is. Like I can do it on my own. Yeah. What do I need you for? I mean, there are a lot of things that I could do on my own now. Yeah. Like, I could put stuff together. Mm-hmm. I'm good at doing that. And if I don't know how to do it, I can normally just go on YouTube or Google it. Yeah. Like, I had to change my tire and I was pissed off that no dude would, like, stop by and be like, you need some help. Right. I'm like, bitch, I'm out here in a dress. Right. Trying to change my tires, sweating up a storm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm about to say when I'm sweating. <laughs> but I ain't. I'm not. I'm not okay. gonna be petty. Okay. I'm not gonna be petty. Right. But but yeah. Um, so I'm gonna ask one more question. Okay. So let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, what is the first thing you think of when you wake up in the morning? First thing I think of. I think of, you know what? Not even to sound cheesy, but I think of just how my sisters are doing. Mm -hmm. You know, because we like we kind of have like our own lives like everybody got kids and married and you're working and like we live like i just remember us literally being in the same house mm-hmm. waking up together fighting over the bathroom fighting over this fighting over that and i just i'll wake up and i'm like damn what is Brittany and brianna doing <laughs> and so i think about them okay at least you don't got to fight over the bathroom anymore. right you know, <laughs> you know I'll text y'all in the group text later. But... <laughs> As I'm sitting on the toilet. Right. But what that's y'all what I think about. Those okay. are my best friends. And that's not, that's not cheesy. Yeah. Um, what's the first thing that I think about? Damn. I'm hurt. Right. <laughs> that's really, that's really it. Like, yeah, you wake up like this. You say, damn, I woke up today. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> wait but sometimes it don't be like that be like hey damn right. <laughs> woke up <laughs> shit let me reach that button on this you day you know you owe somebody told me you know you owe he said what are you like what are you looking forward to like and it's the weekend and you get ready for that Monday morning I'm like I cannot wait to get to work so I can drink some coffee Really? Yeah. That's my shit. See? I literally cannot wait. Like, I'll be getting ready in the shower like coffee. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey I'm ready. Dude, like, you feel like right? hey, coffee. Monday. I'm like, I need my coffee. Go clock in. Like, this is what I do. You know what? I guess mine would just be like, when I get to work, all right, I'm about to shoot this shit. Right. You know, especially on Mondays, because I hate Mondays like everybody else. And I'm not, like for me, I have anxiety about, oh my God, is my phone going to have X amount of voicemails? Mm -hmm. Because like once I see the little red light blinking, I'm like, oh, let me go back outside and think about life. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as I get the day going, talking to you and, you know, other Mm -hmm. coworkers and stuff, then I'm like, all right. Alright. Right. So they wasn't so bad. Yeah. Then I gotta do the shit all over again. And you know, maybe that Tuesday I'm like, 
Thanks, God. Appreciate it. You know what's a drag for me? Since I work two jobs, I'm Mm -hmm. literally like, in my mind, I'm like, how am I going to get through this? Yeah, and in my mind, it's never like the day is going to, you know, end and it'll be the next day. I'm like, literally, like, I can't get through this day. Like, I'm freaking out. Got to step outside my- and like talk to myself. Oh my gosh, I've been having to do that lately. Yeah, and so I, I feel you because it's it's tough. It's like how the fuck it's it's eight thirty. Yeah, and I'm already like. So I can only imagine you having two jobs. Yeah, you get off one and then you be like to the next one, bro. My day still ain't over. No, <sighs> no power to you. You you. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how I do it. <laughs> and then still be able to, like, you know, hang out with your family right. and friends and, you know, still being right. able to do other life shit. Yeah. I don't know how you... Man, my power to you. <laughs> so... I think that's... Oh, okay. One more. What childish things do you still do as an adult? Oh Lord! Um, what childish things? I don't. I don't know if it's like childish, but I like attention. You know, but I only get attention from a certain person or whatever. I'll tend to act out. <laughs> I will act out. Really? Pay attention to me. I will act out. And then be like, I love you. Like, <laughs> Hey, have a tantrum. Don't hug me. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I can see you having a little fit. That's just me. Face all frowned up. Right. And you know I wear my like literally I just wear my face. So you'll know when I'm angry, sad, happy. Yep. You know all that. I literally have to listen to the voice in my head, which is my best friend Danielle going, "Bitch, fix your face." <laughs> Shit, I got so many childish things that I do. Oh, Lord. Uh, um, I could be a bit of a brat mm-hmm. if I don't get my way. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I can be. But who's really... not a brat? Like, uh, everyone likes their way. My brat be on a whole nother level. Like, <laughs> be on a whole nother level. Um, but it's only with certain things. But I would like storm off. <sighs> yeah. Fuck you then. Ooh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It gets. I I can be very bratty. Um, especially if it's like with a guy and we like been together. Yeah. And you ain't let me get my way. Then that's a problem. Yeah. Cause like I don't let you hit this. Mm-hmm. So I should be able to get whatever right. I want because I don't ask for much. Like you've entered the fountain of bliss. Exactly. So exactly. When, so when I when I ask you something, you need to deliver ASAP. Yeah. Yeah. And if you find a way to do it, yeah. figure it out. Um. So yeah. Then I I I don't I don't want to like talk to that person or I like kind of go off on them. Not calling them like bitch or anything yeah. like that but just 
you need to da 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 da. So yeah, I I, I can be that. Okay. So <clears throat> all right, y'all. So we got a, a great show for y'all. Um, got some great topics that we're gonna go over today. So um, we will be back after this. All right, we are back. So, typically, I do a dose of positivity or, yeah, a dose of positivity segment, but I'm going to change it up. We are going to do sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about something, 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 something. (laughs) So... Um, I came across this great article, actually two articles that we're going to talk about, um, on essence.com and I'll make sure to include this link in the description box, um, for your viewing pleasure. So the first article is ladies can having multiple sex partners throw off my pH balance. So. We all know what pH is, cause if your pH ain't right, you ain't right. You ain't right. <laughs> and when you ain't right, everybody knows you ain't right. <laughs> cause I know it's been some times I done went into the ladies' restroom, and uh, somebody ain't right. <laughs> so um, smelling like fish tacos up in there. So, um, this question is, I have multiple sex partners, even though I'm using protection, can this throw off my vagina's pH balance? So before I even go into the answer of what, um, this OBGYN, uh, Dr. Tasha Rogers says, I honestly do think that, you know, pretty much anything can change up your P, your vaginal pH. Whether it's your diet, Mm -hmm. your detergent. Yep. The fabric, like the material of your panties. Right. Um, your cycle can throw it off. If you pissed off, it's going to throw it off. <laughs> <laughs> or um, even having like uh, taking antibiotics, that can definitely throw yeah. it off because yeah. usually when you take antibiotics, that good old yeast infection just creeps right on yeah. in. Hey, how you doing? Yes, yeah, like, hey, I'm here. Right. Um, so, and that can all throw off your pH balance. And there's nothing wrong with it, but as long as you are um, aware and making sure you do your research and talking to your OBGYN, then you should be fine. So, especially when you're using condoms, um, our lady parts may not like the... Agree with it. Yeah, it could be a certain brand. It could be if it's lubed or not lubed or, you know, if it's ribbed for her pleasure or flavored or whatever. All of that can affect your pH. And so if all of that can, then I'm pretty sure that having multiple sex partners. Right. So, um. Totally agree. Yeah. So it says here, if the sex with multiple partners is protected, it's not likely the multiple partners 
are the issue. It's the condom. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, please don't misunderstand my statement, of course. I want you to wear condoms, but usually the lubricant on the condom is a spermicide, which unfortunately is an irritant for a large percentage of women. It can cause swelling, pain during intercourse, itching, burning. It can also cause vaginitis. Um, it says here she usually recommends that if you don't have any lubrication issues, try to use non-lubricated condoms to avoid the spermicide and thus the side effects. Okay. So, okay. Or some of y'all women, um, y'all just go in raw, you know. Right. Um, and, and not to say that there's nothing wrong with that because I'm pretty sure we all have done it. Um, but... Just having the multiple yeah. sex partners, that could be, that's not good. Yeah, it's not. And you're increasing your risk of, you know, STDs, um, STI or STIs, STDs, whatever they name them now. Um, HRV, even like bacteria vaginosis. Yeah. All of that, you know. Um, so I didn't even think of the, that it was spermicide on on the outside of the condom. Yeah. I thought it was just on the inside. Mm -hmm. So, damn. That's why. I'm, it's deep. It is. It's deep. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I ran into it. You know, I just ran right into it. I you set did. myself up. You did. <laughs> okay. But, um, I know for me personally, it's certain condoms that I do get very irritated by. Um, such as like the swelling and pain and, and whatnot. Um, so it, it makes sense that I don't know why I feel like that there are, there could be like natural, yeah, more natural stuff that can be used mm -hmm. because the vagina is such a complex yet sensitive area. It's a flower. It is. And you know, you don't want to mess up a, a beautiful flower right you know the petals are so sensitive yeah. yet elegant <laughs> Say more. <Right. laughs> and, and we don't want you coming up in there right. with this damn uh trojan man condom just fucking it all up right making my petals wilt <laughs> Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, ladies, do your research. Um, if you are, you know, fortunate enough to not, you know, if you got that wet, wet, then right. get non-lubricated. And right. you could even, there are products out there that are all natural lubricants for those who, you know, may not be as, you know, wet, wet. So... <sighs> Just do your research, and there's nothing wrong with that because all flowers come in shapes, sizes, and yeah. scents, and you know, whatever. So, just do your research, talk to your OBGYN, and um, make sure that, especially when you have multiple sex partners, just practice safe sex because you don't want to be doing no Travada commercials. Or what's no. the uh, is that trope? Did I say it right? That? I think it's the that. what I'm on the pill. Yeah, that one. And yeah, that is. I'm on the pill. I'm like, what? <laughs> what pill? <laughs> and then you see the dude in that dance. Right. Yeah. Right. I was on my way to sleep. <laughs> okay. Thank you. That nail commercial. <laughs> I'm on the pill. Right. And 
And I'm not talking about birth control. (laughs) (laughs) And then they kill me with them side effects. Side effects include increased eye pressure, your dick exploding, (laughs) vaginal implosion, (laughs) your big toe getting cut off. Right. Hair fall out. What? This yeah. supposed to help my headache. Death in your left ear. Right. Oh my God. Increased anal leakage. Oh, shit. Like them, uh, them uh, anti-depressant commercials. Right. It can increase suicide. Well, you know what? Well, I, don't I don't want it then. Fuck it. I'll take my chances right. with wine and weed. Exactly. <laughs> shit. Too much. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to. I'm just going to sleep this depression off. <laughs> I don't want these problems. Right. <laughs> All right. So um, this next article in our let's talk about sex uh, segment is ladies again. And you know what? I'm gonna throw the men in too. Right. Throw the asses. You know what? Because all right, I'm gonna save my little rant in just a second. So the question is, how long should I keep my panties before they're no good? Before I start with the ladies, men, it is not sexy when you come over and you take your pants off and your drawers look like they've been in a drive-by. <laughs> like somebody just straight took some buckshots to your drawers. Right. Sir. I'm gonna need for you right. to take you and your holy ass drawers yes. to somebody's store, to your local Walmart, yes. and get a pack of Hanes, nine uh-huh. ninety nine. Yeah, you know I don't know how much they cost, but whatever. You know, stop <laughs> wearing these old ass drawers, okay. man. And if you wear tidy whities, stop it. Oh, You're yeah. a grown ass man yeah. with a little yellow stain. Like, let your shit hang. Let them you balls know. hang. Let them hang. Let them air out. Yeah. Cause balls need air too. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so in this uh, article, the same physician, um, OBGYN physician, Dr. Tasha Rogers, um, answers this question about how to maintain underwear hygiene. Um, how should you wash them and when to throw them away? <sighs> so, I got a story to tell. You remember when you were a kid and they had those, um, you know, you get your little panties in a pack Mm -hmm. and it was the the days of the week on there. So you had the Monday through Friday. So, you know, every day, it's Monday, I wear my Monday panties. Right. Well, after a while, Monday, Monday. you you wear Friday panties on Wednesday (laughs) and Mondays on Thursdays, right. you know, so and after a while, it start to fade off. So yeah. then it just say day. <laughs> <laughs> it's just day. It's just a day, right? Uh, so you have these drawers for the longest, and until you grow out of them, or it starts having a a, a, a third hole for a leg, right? So, <laughs> so I think that realistically, you know, um. I don't want to say every three months because your draw is still good unless mm-hmm. they kind of go into that uh, 
that period panty pal. Right. Where you all got the period panty yeah, pal. Yeah, and it, it it could be that you transition yeah. your new draws into, into the, the period, period panty pal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I would say you could do that. Yeah. and Because I'm not going to lie. It's, I have kept underwear in the past for quite some time. Right. <laughs> but I just put them in the period and panty know, section. You know what? I've kept underwear... But I don't wear them. Yeah, they just be sitting in the like, damn drawer. Why shit out? Like, what? Is this for sentimental value? Right. Like, what is it? And then I'll even tell myself, like, you'll put them on tomorrow. Right. And tomorrow never comes. Like, what am I holding on to these for? Why? Stop it. Quit being a penny hoarder. Right. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I got some. And you know what? I even have two separate drawers. Right. Oh. For my panties. Mm-hmm. The panties that I wear and then mm-hmm. I just and I just thought about it because most of the panties that I wear stay in one drawer and then the panties that I don't wear are in a separate drawer. Yeah. I'm just gonna throw that shit out one day. Right. Then you have a whole nother drawer. You're right. Cause uh it is fall and that needs to be my sock drawer now. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. So <laughs> <laughs> so it says here that underwear hygiene has been ignored for so long, especially by gynecologists, but it's incredibly important. Your panties are the most intimately engaging garment that you'll wear as a woman. Discharge happens as a natural occurrence. It's not always malo. Oh shit! Oh no! <sighs> Never mind. It's not always <laughs> maladorous or infected. It can be normal. With that being said, your panties are the receptors of all the discharge. Okay, I'm gonna put the pen in that. Because <clears throat> I know that I I kinda get mixed reviews when it comes to like panty liners. Yeah. Um like some some doctors say don't wear them yeah, and then them. others say you can. You know, especially when it gets closer to that time of the month. Right. You don't wanna have an accident because right. now your regular panties are going to be in that period panty right. pack. <laughs> right. Right. Got a spot where that little cute flower is. Right. <laughs> so, um, so, I don't know. I, I wear panty liners. Mm-hmm. So. I've heard like, they say like, so how often do you wear them? I don't wear them all the time. Okay. Um, I wear them when I know it's going to be a day, like, yeah. when I play volleyball, yeah. I'll wear them. Because yeah, I know okay. I'm going to be sweating more. I'm going to yeah. be more active. active. Yeah. yeah. So, when I know, this, when I know I'm going to be more active, then I'll wear them. Or if I'm wearing something where I'm like, okay, it's going to be some heat being trapped down there. Right. Let me go on. Mostly for, like, sweaty purposes. Yeah. Um, and even when I wear them, it's not, like... Um, the scented ones. Yeah. Oh no. Never those are do the like scented. yeah, ladies, please don't do scented anything for your yeah, vagina. Anything. No, because that's only gonna that's that's it's gonna make matters worse. And it's gonna mess up your pH. Yeah. It's gonna be so unbalanced. Yeah. So um so yeah, it really all depends. And then of course once it gets closer to my cycle, then I'm wearing them every day. Right. So um but do you? No, I don't wear them. Okay. I just figured out where yeah. Right. Just to be sure. You know, yeah. Safe. Yeah. I'm better yeah. safe than sorry. Yeah. Um, and then I know, you know, older women wear 
Because I keep hearing these little, uh, what is that, always discreet uh-huh. for like pee pad, like their pee panty liners. Really? Yeah, because I, I guess like, from what I hear, it's like when you get older or after you have kids, mm-hmm. sometimes your bladder, bladder doesn't work the way right. that it used to prior mm-hmm. to that. So you could be like in mid strong laughs because you know we like right. to cackle, and then a little pee come out. Well, of course, a little, a little. Oop. Bitch, I pee on myself. <laughs> Real bathroom, right. you know. So, um, I mean, I've heard of that happening. So, but I know with those, those are like supposed to be. They're not pads, but they're for pee. I don't know, but I know that there are different types of liners and pads and stuff gotcha. available for. I guess okay. different parts of your life. Right. Um, but teaches on. <clears throat> but it says that you remove your panties at the end of the day, toss them in the wash, which is typically done every week or so. Until laundry day, the discharge is soaked into the cotton crotch of your panties, creating a layer of bacteria wow. as in vaginitis, yeast, and mold. Oh, hell no. Wow. I didn't know that. Yes, mold. Unfortunately, conventional, natural or not, detergents are not designed specifically to remove these particle pathogens, particular pathogens and mold. I did not know so that. So basically, when you take your panties off, mm-hmm. go straight into washing. Don't let them sit. Don't let them sit. So that way, mold and, you know, the bacteria and stuff that... Road. Yeah. yeah. So, for y'all nasty folks out there, don't be wearing the panties that you had on the, the previous day as trifle. <laughs> so now <laughs> you got a you got a moldy cooch. Right. Um. <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I sleep. I don't sleep with underwear on. Yeah, me neither. I gotta let it breathe. Yeah. Cause it's been. It's, I think it say don't sleep with underwear. Yeah, on. it says that. I do not sleep with underwear. Yeah, the only time I do is during that, that time, yeah. unfaithful week. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> and I'll be mad. Act out. Right. I'll be mad as hell. Like, damn, I want my shit to breathe. Right. Um. But yeah, that's that's something new to me. I didn't even know about right. mold. Yeah. You learn something new every day. Yeah. Okay. So it says here, um, the panties become infested with bacteria, yeast, and mold. When um, up against the skin, not only do these panties carry odor, they cause skin irritation, skin eruptions, itching, swelling, and even a rash, all of which can be caused by harsh detergents that are used to clean panties. Right. Oh, my gosh. We so, just got a bag out here. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. So it says here that oh everything that itches isn't isn't yeast. That's okay. A, so it, it could just be mold. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you. Okay. It could just be mold. Oh, that's just a little mold, girl. Girl, just it's mold. Right. You know, I'm in between washings. Um, <laughs> so, with that being said, never keep panties for more than six to nine months. Okay. It says there's a reason that they are $5, ladies. Right. <laughs> not to... up on them bitches. Right. It, says... <laughs> right. it says they are not meant to be held as family heirlooms. 
Victoria's Secret got when you have your pink card, they got the uh -huh. 10 for $35. Yeah. Girl, now I want to go panty shopping. Now. Me too. Treat yourself right. panty shopping. So it says here um, buy four or five new undies every six months and simultaneously toss out four or five old ones. You know, that, that makes okay. sense. Yeah. And it says get rid of those period panties. I know our mothers may have told us to keep them and reuse them at the time of the month, but don't. Figure out your menstrual needs and act accordingly. If you can, rinse stained underwear immediately in cold water and let them soak. Now, I'm going to say this. <clears throat> a, a quick little uh, uh, Lizzie hack. Peroxide. If you... If you do stain your underwear, <clears throat> you know, from the time of the month, um, immediately put it in, soak it in cold water or rinse it with cold water. But then right. also take um, peroxide and just put that on there. It'll like bubble up bubble and everything. Up, yeah. um, and then immediately put them in the wash. Right. And that gets the stain out. Right. Also, you could do baking soda and vinegar and mm -hmm. it'll do the same thing. Yeah. Um, and it like neutralizes and you know, so <clears throat> they, it also says here, um, also use a gentle detergent, like the clean and cute panty wash. Wait, they got, hold on. Let me click on this little link. Clean and cute panty wash. Wow. So, okay. So they have clean and cute dot shop and it's a clean and cute panty wash. And it's a new product. Oh, it's developed by the gynecologist that we're reading the article. Oh, her okay. article. It says, oh, it's hyperallergenic, organic, non-GMO, vegan, paraben-free, sulfate-free, formaldehyde-free, animal cruelty-free, panty wash. And it smells good. Mm. And it consists of only three all-natural ingredients, of which is an essential oil. Okay. Right up your alley. Yep. I bet y'all know what some of these uh are. Okay, so I'm gonna make sure ladies to um and gentlemen for for your ladies or for yourself. Right. You know, cause your drawers right, your drawers is clean and cute too. Right. Um <laughs> so I'll make sure to include that too. That's that's pretty interesting. So um Okay, so always use a, a gentle detergent to clean all your intimates. And that's it. So, yeah. So, make sure, ladies, this goes hand in hand. Yeah. Keep your panties clean. Change them <laughs> out every six to nine months. You know, um, if you don't use panty liners, that's okay. Right. But just make sure that you are, you know, tossing your... 
unmentionables into the wash so that right. way you don't have a moldy coochie. And if you and if it's not that time of the month, you know, just sleep panty free. Yes, panty free is the way to be. Right. Your vagina will thank you. Yes. And, the, and it's so much more comfortable. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, especially after you shave Ooh. or get waxed. Ooh, just, Ooh. oh, my gosh. It feels so good on the sheets. Right. <laughs> nice, cool sheets. Right. Oh, and then I got a fan. I'm just like, whoo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> One bag up. Get, get all of this. Right. <laughs> so, yes, and also having multiple sex partners, there's nothing wrong with that. Just make sure that you are protecting yourself and um keep in mind that it is the out outer lubricant that is causing irritation um which can mess up your ph so if you got that wet wet you don't even need no lube right get the unlube and for those who ain't you know not so wet wet you know you you're not an ocean but you a a puddle it's okay honey (laughs) they got some some stuff for you uh, they do have all natural lubricants that won't, um, that do not include oil, uh, so it won't mess up the condom. Right. So I'll make sure to include all of these links and information in the description box, and uh, we will return in just a moment. All right. So um, for our next topic is, of course, the main topic, which um, we're going to be talk- talking about um ending toxic relationships so uh for this series we are going to be talking about families or family ships <laughs> trademark um i'm gonna trademark that one day so um i know that i really don't have like an article or anything to refer to just kind of like freestyling um because I know that um, Brandy and I have talked about the type of fa- family dynamics that we've come from and how that can, you know, affect you growing up right. and even how it affects the relationships you build with other people um, and the type of relationship you have with just yourself. Mm-hmm. So, bottom line is. Everybody has some type of uh, dysfunctionality within their family dynamic, whether it is something that is considered small or, you know, um, or something big. I mean, I've, I know I've had, you know, friends um, or I've heard people who say that they've never been hugged by their parents, especially their mom, you know, which can be hard or never been told that they love that I love you, you know, son or daughter or whatever. Um, or it could be that, you know, um, they've been abused or, you know, it could be drugs. It could be addiction, alcoholism, you know, gambling, things of that nature. It's, It's so many different types of um, dysfunctionality that can happen, sexual abuse, yeah. you know, physical abuse. It, it, it's so much. And, you know, whether you want to believe it or not, it does have an impact on your upbringing. Um, it has an impact on the types of relationships you build with other people. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> um, I guess if you, Hmm. 
trying to think how to do this. Because <laughs> I know we was, like, you know, talking about it. And um, me personally, you know, uh, it, it, it's easier to talk one-on-one with somebody about right. some things. And so it's a little harder to talk about things where, especially where I know that it's going to go to, it's, this is, you know, going out to different platforms. But, you know what? Fuck it. Shit happens to people, right. unfortunately. Um, and I know I was just telling Brandy, just kind of giving her, like, a quick rundown, like, the quick version of, you know, some of the things that has per- has happened to me, um, you know, as a child. Unfortunately, you know, um, when it comes to sexual abuse or abuse of any kind, a lot of times it is coming from the people within your family. You know, the people that you think you're going to trust, um, that are supposed to protect you, love you, care for you. But those tend to be the people that do the most harm. Right. Because they have the opportunity to do it. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to suspect them. Right. You know. It's family. It's family. Like, nobody in their right mind would think that... Uh, anybody would do something right. to their sibling or, you know, niece, nephew, cousin, whatever, you know. Um, and unfortunately, I did, you know, have a situation where somebody in my family did some unspeakable things to me as a child. And this person, like, I still, um, I still have to see. Right. <laughs> or not even see because when I saw him at, I saw him at a family function. Right. And I won't even say that's a function. It was at my granny's funeral. And even that was awkward. Um, I remember I was watching, I think it was uh, Dave Chappelle's latest stand-ups. I think it's Sticks and Stones or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, he was, you know, the whole joke about Michael Jackson molesting a kid. And he was like, well, you'd rather have Michael Jackson do it than a family and, and, you know, having, um, awkward family functions. And that's what it is. Like every family of function is always like, oh my gosh, I got to avoid this person by any means necessary, or I don't want to go. I don't even want to enjoy it because I don't feel like mentally preparing myself to even look at this. Or putting on this fake. Yeah. And it's hard. It... And that's hard for me to do. Right. Because if I don't like you, I don't like you. Right. If I, especially if you have, you know, wronged me or hurt me in any type of way, then I really don't want to fuck with you at mm-hmm. all. Like, it's been times where, whew, I've wanted to stab this individual. Right. I've thought of many, many, many different ways of harming this person. Um, but it all seems so... Uh, too easy so you know um i feel like he wouldn't suffer enough and that's something that you know through therapy and shit i still got to get over um and i know in my previous podcast uh i think it was like the very first one i talked about forgiveness um and while i have forgive forgiven people who have wronged me um who have abused me you know in other ways this particular person i don't think i can ever Forgive. Forgive. Because it's, you know, something, it, it to me, is more sinister and, and evil. Yes. 
And yeah, and even confronting like years later, confronted this person while I was in my twenties and refused to take responsibility, put the blame on me, you know. And at the time, I'm like eight years old, so you know, it's it's just some people, certain things I just can't forgive, right. and this is one of them. Like I'm just gonna say it now. I'll just. I'm gonna go to my grave with not forgiving this nigga, right? Because he's he ain't shit. Yeah. You know, um, the day that he dies is the day that I'm going to literally tap dance on his grave. Yes, I'm going to Amazon and overnight in some tap dancing shoes, and I'm going to tap dance over this cha 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 right over this nigga's grave because right. that's just right, and it's not gonna change. You know, um, so. I think that part of adulting and, you know, part of dealing with families is learning how to end those types of toxic relationships. Yeah. Easier said than done because, you know, the whole saying blood is thicker than water. No, it's not. Right. My opinion. Yeah. Um, it, it really isn't. I mean... I have people who are my friends that are more of family, you know, than my family. So, um, therapy is something that I I highly recommend. It's something that I do. Um, because unfortunately, you know, when we grow up in dysfunctional environments, it does have a lasting impression. And so I always, you know, recommend counseling therapy, something, Mm -hmm you know, that is going to help you get through or to help you evolve and overcome. Right. So what are, I'm trying to think of a question that I can ask, like <laughs> whatever you feel like sharing, just like some of the, you know, um, toxic family relationships you have had or dealt with. And how did you like deal with it? Um, my brother, he's schizophrenic, um, bipolar, emotionally distressed. Um, I would say I feel bad because I don't really deal with it. You know, I would like to be there for him, mm-hmm. but. We didn't grow up in the same household, so I kind of have my way of thinking or being around my sisters more versus my other siblings because we have the same mom, same dad. It's just easier for me to engage with them instead of with my other siblings. So as far as my brother, I'm not dealing with it, I would say. Mm. You know, I, I acknowledge what he's going through, but I'm not in a a support system for him you know I would like to be because I couldn't imagine what he's going through with different things or whatever and just feel like the world is against him Mm -hmm. so but just seeing it you know like him living his life seeing like the amount of stress and the Uncomfort he's in. Mm-hmm. It's hard, you know. But 
I wouldn't say that I'm going through anything with him. You know, it's sad to see, but I kind of just like look at it as if like it's just somebody else dealing with something. You know, I can't save everybody. Mm -hmm. Although I'll just, I'm always wanting to help people, you know, but I just look at it like I can't save everybody. You know, I'll fucking turn myself down trying to figure out every little thing that's wrong with somebody. Mm -hmm. So do you um, think that, is there like some type of, do you have any type of guilt or... Like, something that you wish you could have done different to be more supportive or be um, a more active person in his life? I would have loved to be a more active person in his life. Mm-hmm. You know, at one point, I was in the same household as him. You know, I saw it firsthand, but I don't look at it like guilt. I look at it like this is something that he's going through. Mm-hmm. Like, this is him, you know? Some things you just can't help. Some things you just have to sit back and take it for what it is, but just be there, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't guilt myself or like, oh, I could be there more often, or you know. But when he do come around, or when I'm around, I do. Hey, you know how you doing, or what's been going on, or whatever things mm-hmm. like that. But that's as far as I'll go with it. Certain things I just can't. I feel like I'm like overstepping my boundaries because I wasn't involved from the beginning. So don't try to be involved now. Okay. Well, I mean, I can see how it can be a little difficult, especially if you haven't been there from the beginning. Right. And so it's hard to like try to insert yourself into it now right and especially when he's an adult you know yeah kids you know you can talk to a kid and you know mm-hmm. but he's he's an adult yeah so and so it could be it could be like well shit you're right. grown a grown-ass man I, right i don't know what to do for you right um so i can see how they can that can be difficult um and how they can like, cause he's like your half brother. Yeah. Okay. It can be difficult. Yeah, and I'm happy now that knowing he'll be getting the proper help that he needs. So mm-hmm. you know we're all like kind of at ease now. Like pretty soon he'll be, you know he'll still have his sickness, but at he'll, least he'll be getting help. Yeah. Yeah. The help that he needs instead yeah. of just like living everyday life. Wondering why he's like this and crying and stressed and acting out and, you know, yeah, throwing tantrums and, you know, it's like he's living outside of his body. Yeah. You know, it's so hard. I'm happy that he's going to get the help that he needs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it can definitely be tough, especially, you know, having a um, somebody in your family that's dealing with you know, serious or more complex right. mental health issues, you know, and I really hate to throw race into it, but especially when you black, yeah, you know, because it is the whole stigma of, you know, we'll, 
it's like we acknowledge it, but then we just be like, ah, oh, he's just crazy. Or yeah. Everybody, you know, yeah. everybody know he ain't right. And yeah. then they keep moving on about their lives. And it's like, we've been doing that, you know, for so long, for so many generations that now we know what it is. Yeah. We know what type of um, help and stuff is out there. I think it just, because um, I know you were telling me that, you know, it, it is to getting to that point where he's, you know, going to get the the um, extra help and care that yeah. he deserves, that yeah. he needs. Um, because sometimes when it comes to, you know, some of the more complex mental health issues like schizophrenia, it's, it's hard. Yeah. You know, um, on top of when you not only have that, but then you have other mental health issues yeah. on top of that like I can only imagine yeah waking up knowing like what is today like we wake up knowing oh I'm about to go to work mm-hmm. I'm gonna get a cup of coffee I'm about to have lunch with Liz mm-hmm. but he's waking up just going through the motions mm-hmm. you know He's not going to know if he's going to have this crazy tantrum, outburst, meltdown, whatever the case may be. Because it can happen at any time and for however long. Right. You know, it could be five minutes. It could be five days. Right. You know, and that's scary. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, like, you know, um, not only how it can affect you, but, like, your family. Yeah. Oh, my mom, she... Let's just say she's stressed. Mm -hmm. You know, like, of course he's a grown man. He's 22. But he's he's the second from the youngest. And whether you're the youngest or the oldest, your child is your child. Right. So she's, like, beyond stressed because she she wants to protect him, be there for him, not give up on him. Mm -hmm. But it's so bad to where he throw these tantrums and have these moves where it's so bad can't no one can help him he gets violent you know so my mom is always wanting to like help him or whatever the case may be and it's too much yeah like other people have to step in you catering to his every need is not going to make him better it's not going to make you better he needs the proper help you know, something he can get from someone else that he can't get from you. Mm-hmm. You know. So, I, like, she's, like, I keep telling her, like, you're going to run yourself down. I get that he's your child. I get that. I don't have kids, so I can't say I feel what she feel. But I get that like she, from he's a your child. Yeah. yeah. But you cannot run yourself down trying to protect him, trying to cater to his every need because he's throwing a tantrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you gonna die before he die. I have to tell her that. Like you gonna literally fucking die. Then what? You gotta take care of yourself. You stressing about him, what he's doing, how he's acting out. What you can do is get him a, get him the help that he needs. Yeah, that's all you can do. You're no doctor. You're not specialized in this. All you can do. Is do your resource, 
get him the help that he needs. Like, and I think that's part of, you know, because um, it it sounds like, of course she loves him, right? And she cares for right. him, but at the same time, it's like it is still a toxic environment. Yeah, you know, because if he is having these violent outbursts. Right. You know, that... How many times he's, like, telling everybody in the house he's gonna kill them? That's scary. Yeah. And I can only imagine, you know, having your own child saying that, and you and knowing that it's not because he's just saying it to be saying it, but right. he's saying it because he has this you know, condition and at any time anything can happen. Right. And that's gotta be, I can just only imagine how scary that is. And I think the difficulty with like toxic, having a toxic relationship within your family dynamic, especially if it's your child, is knowing when to just you can still love by making sure that they get the help that they need. Yeah. And also making sure getting the help that she needs. Yeah. From all the experiences that she has dealt with. Right. And uh, not only is she dealing with him, but she's bipolar herself. Oh, yeah. So that just so, that adds another yes. layer of complexity. Yeah. So it's like you have two people who have these... Disorders. Yeah. And they're... It's a clash. Yeah, it's a clash. Yeah, and so, you know, one person can be a little saner over the other, but still, that's that's a that's a, a horrible environment to be in. Yeah. Because I'm sure she has, like, the guilt of, oh, my gosh, this is happening to my son, and I feel like I can't do right much about it other than making sure that he goes to, you know, a home or a facility that's going to provide right. him with the care he needs. But then I'm dealing with my own shit. Right. You know, and so you got two people living in a house. Yeah. And it's, it's, the outcome is not going to be good if somebody doesn't say, all right, I need help. Right. Let's get the this person the help that they need. Because, you know, God forbid if, you know, something happens or, you know, somebody is harmed to the point where they can't bounce back from it. Right. Um, so that's, that's a, that's a a really difficult position to be in. Yeah. And so, like I said, I think that's what makes things so, so much harder with family dynamics. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I would say, I think, you know, it's really harder because, and I don't like that I think of things this way. You know, you're like, you have your siblings half whole whatever it may be i tend to look at things for what they are so i'm looking at my sisters like hey these are my whole sisters other siblings like these are my half siblings siblings so it's kind of like i you know i go over here more to my whole uh, sisters and that's not right i know it's not right I feel you though. But I just, I can't help it. I was literally raised in a house with these two. Like, I can't help the way I feel, what I grew up with, or whatever the case may be. It is harder, you know, um, 
Because, I mean, I get what you mean because I'm the only child with my mom. And then with my dad, I'm the youngest. Right. So, having three, four siblings, older siblings, um, where it's like a big age gap. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, like we were in the house, but we weren't in the house yeah. together. You know, People like I'm doing their own thing. And, right, they're know. teenagers in high school or middle school, or you know, um, preteens in, in in middle school, and I'm like a whole ass baby out here. Right. <laughs> so you know, so growing up, it it was difficult to be like alright, this is my brother. This is, like, my whole brother's. And I found myself, like, oh, this is just my half. Yeah. You know, whenever I'm trying to explain, like, oh, I'm the only child, but then, you know, I'll say, well, my sister and my brother, and they're like, well, I thought she was the only child. Well, right, they're yeah, my half. And then you gotta explain it, and it makes right. it, you know, difficult, but whenever you're trying to explain your upbringing, you know, you know, it it, it 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 makes it it just makes it harder. Right. So <laughs> so um, cause of course, my daddy just loved to he loved love. Right. <laughs> love, love. <laughs> he was a Rolling Stone. Right. So <laughs> so I, I get what you mean. Like you have you know your whole siblings over right. here, and then you have your half ones, and then that puts you in a position where it's like. All right, I grew up in a house with these people. Like right. we, we whatever we went through, we went through together. Yeah, you know whether it was good or bad. But then like these other siblings, yes, they're still my siblings, but I don't have that same foundation connection. or relation or connection yeah. with them because we didn't fully go through all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know, like how you say, like you're connected with things or people because you went through certain things. Yeah. Certain situations. Trauma brings people together. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought if we didn't go through nothing, I can't fully be connected to you. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I think what I ended up having to do is over the years learn how to have those connections right um because i know that even though like honestly i always felt like i was over here and they were over here Mm -hmm. you know um because we all have different moms and so you know while i'm over here i have one sibling that has they have Mm -hmm. their own siblings and then these other three, then they have another sibling that right. we're not even right. like connected. And so it's like we've all grew up in different households. We've all had different, you know, dynamic or relationships with our dad. And it's like my relationship might be different than their relationship. Mm-hmm. And so over the, over the years, we had to learn how to find some type of yeah. uh commonality i'm gonna use yeah. it anyway and but even even now i still feel like that yeah i still feel like i'm just the little black sheet over here right. and the rest of them are on this side um and so it's difficult so right. that's i get and it like 
And even with my whole siblings, like I'm the middle child. And I can still feel myself being a loner, which I'm okay with because I'm, I've always been a loner. Mm-hmm. Always. But it's like with my older sister, you know, she's the one that everybody go to. She's like mom. She handles things. She take care of you. She's nurturing. And then there's my younger sister. She's the baby. She's adorable. She's cute. She can do no wrong. And then there's me stuck in the middle. <laughs> oh, we forgot about Brandy. Like, <laughs> so, like, it's just, I'm just there. I'm put in the middle. Mm-hmm. No one tends to go to the middle. Like, oh, you're going to go with you or you're going to go with you. But so, not the middle. Not the middle, right. <laughs> And you always hear about like middle child syndrome right. or, you know, those are the ones that didn't really get the attention, attention right. because they were so focused on the other two. Yeah. And so I can see why you are like, yeah. have that loner. Yeah. I am so much a loner. Like, and I'm like, people would literally be like, oh, let's check on brain shit. Like <laughs> 30 days later. Right. <laughs> 30 days and 30 nights. Right. Like, I'm right here. Right. Doing my own thing. I was just telling my friend, I'm such a person. Like, as I got older, I just realized, like, I need to be there more for family, you know. So, as far as me helping my sisters out with the kids or whatever the case may be, I'm like, I need to be that go-to person because if I have it, I'm going to give it. Mm-hmm. And my sister, half-sister, she's 19, and she bought me something for my birthday last year. It was very simple, yet I appreciated it. It was just a little white throw blanket. It was a... Uh, picture frame and it was dove body wash and she put it in like you know a bag and my sister my whole sister brings it to me and she's like oh raven gave this to you for your birthday i just moved to my apartment you know that was nice so i'm like oh my god like okay thank you so i like open up i'm like okay and then the the white throw blanket went with went with my furniture the whole little theme of my apartment at the time so I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to call and thank her. Mm-hmm. So I call her and she go, I said, well, thank you, Ray. And she's like, oh, it's no problem. I know I did it because no one thinks about you. And, you know, at the time, I I got how she said it. Mm-hmm. I got what she meant. But at the time, my sister, she go like, you know, she like, uh, like, oh, what like you some mean? Shade was like, and it was no shade. It was no shade. I completely knew what Raven was good to. And when she said it, I it didn't even like, I didn't even blink because I knew what she was talking about. When mm-hmm. she said, oh, I got it because no one thinks of you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, you are so right. Like nobody, I'm so used to thinking about everybody else, making sure everybody is good. Mm-hmm. And when she said no one thinks about you, and I'm just like, damn, they don't. They tend to forget about me. So I was like, well, I appreciate that. Yeah. But that's really, that's pretty dope of her. Yeah. To like, you know, recognize like, damn, she's always being considerate and caring about other people. Yeah. But who does that for her? So let me take right. the time. And that's what I got out of it. I was yeah. like, you know what? 
I can fuck with you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, sis. Right. <laughs> and at the, when she said it, and she said, no one thinks about you. And I was, I had to think about it. I was like, you know what? You're right. That's Damn. what's up, though. Yeah. Thank you. And I and I think that, you know, because we, we're selfish. Yeah. You know, um, so when somebody does acknowledge mm-hmm. and even goes a little bit further by, you know, and showing their token or yeah. their way of like appreciating you or knowing that you are appreciated, um, those are the type of relationships that over time I had to learn to appreciate yeah. and not take it for granted. Yeah. Because it could easily, you know, go the opposite way where you just like, oh, whatever. Or feel like that person was obligated to do it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so to appreciate and acknowledge and even, you know, let her know, like, thank you. I'm Mm -hmm. glad somebody, you know. Because even though she noticed no one thinks about me, I was completely blindsided. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just like... At least, you know, I would have my moments where I'm like, damn, nobody thought of me. But it got I got so used to it. She actually brought me back to it. Like Yeah. You know, so And I don't even wanna say that's necessarily like eh, it could be toxic in a way. Maybe toxic is a harsh word yeah. in, in this situation. But it is nice that it brought some awareness self-awareness yeah to be like oh shit let me make sure you know i pay attention to this now. right because <laughs> i mean you can get to the point where you are so selfless to others that you become so selfish to, to yourself. yourself and that can be toxic see how i brought that back right. around I, I see it. I see it. okay <laughs> Right. right back around. Um, but I mean, and but I think the more you're aware of the fact that, damn, like it, I want people to appreciate me or yeah. to acknowledge and um, and even go as far as to be like, hey, you know, Raven did point out something that I wasn't even paying oh, wow. attention. Right. Yeah, so let's have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, whatever. So that way, because your sisters might not even be aware of it. Right, but then again with me, I don't do things to be acknowledged for them. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Yeah. You know, I do things because if I have it, I'm going to get it. Because I love you, whatever the case may be. But when she said that it straight hit home, and I was like, I was like, because when we were on the phone, like, I put her on speakerphone, I'm like moving around the apartment, and I'm hearing her talk, and I'm listening, but you know, I'm just still doing my own thing, and she go, no one thinks about you, and I just stopped, I'm like, this girl is right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And it, it actually brought me back, because I'm like, even though I don't do things for acknowledgement I appreciated her at that time because she made me acknowledge some shit mm-hmm. you know because I'll do things and do things and do things 
and just be doing for everybody and just be cool with that. I can just like rest like, whoo, like everybody out the way. And then I'm sitting here like all exhausted. Yeah. And you don't put all your energy towards everybody else and then you don't have right. no energy for yourself. Right. I'm sitting there exhausted and empty and whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. And she just don't know. I'm pretty sure she know now, but she made my day. So. And that's good. But, you know, that's good that that situation happened. So that way you are aware of it. Right. And, you know, when you start seeing yourself getting to that point again, you could be like, uh, no. Right. You can, stop. You can shut shit down. Yeah. You know? Before you, like, get to a point where you just, like, why am I feeling this way? Or why am I, you know, why, why, why? At least at that point, you could pump the brakes and be like, all right, we are not doing this today. Yeah. I am going on empty and it's not yeah. going to be good for me. Right. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's always, like I said, it's always hard doing, you know, um, acknowledging because you always feel like you have some type of obligation right. towards your family, um, whether you get along with them um, or if y'all, you know, bump heads or whatever, but you always still feel like, damn, I still got some obligation to, to, to them or towards them because they are my family. And it's honestly, this shit goes for moms and, you know, your yeah. parents and my attitude now as, you know, as I'm starting to get older is I didn't ask to be here. Right. You know, I think that. And I think it's really within our, like, culture that we told, we're we told to put our parents on a pedestal. Yeah. You know, um, even if our parents are disrespectful towards us and don't respect our opinions. Mm-hmm. And it's like we were always taught that we need to mind what our parents say, no talk back. Basically, what don't goes. what they say goes. Don't question it. You're not supposed to have an opinion, um, and whatever they throw at you, whether it's you know something sweet or something shitty, right. they're supposed to take it, smile, and not have any feelings about it. And it's like, hold up, right. I'm fucking human, right? You know, I think that you we look at kids. Like they're not human, right? And but they are human beings, and they deserve to have respect. They deserve yeah. because they have personalities just like everybody else. Um, but I think with that whole upbringing, it's like, oh dang, I can't say anything back mm-hmm. because this is my parent, this is my right. mom, or this is my dad, and I don't have any opinion. Right? Fuck that. And that's where I get lost in the sauce because. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As you know, I was raised by my dad, mm-hmm. single black man, very militant. Mm-hmm. So of course, whatever he say, go do this, do it right now. I don't want to hear it, this and that. But he also taught us three girls: stay in your fucking ground. Don't ever let anybody tell you anything. That's clashing, though. Right. So I'm like, <laughs> as a kid, I'm like. Something and me being me, I'm very snappy. I'm very, I'm very. What's the word? Not aggressive. Ooh, you are. I can, yeah, I am aggressive, <laughs> and I get that from my 
my dad. I'm very aggressive. And sometimes too but aggressive. But you quick to call out people's shit. Yeah. Sometimes too aggressive where I'm not trying to offend nobody. It's just my personality. So with growing up with my dad, it's everything he say goes. Do it like I said. Don't give me any lip. And then he goes, stick up for yourself. Don't let nobody walk over you. I raise you. You ain't no punk. Do you know? That's so, like, well, damn, dad, 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 which way do I go? Do I stand up to you? Do I not? He's like, no, motherfucker. Do it out there to these people. And it's like, but you just, I'm confused. Right. <laughs> so, I appreciate my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, as as a kid, I'm just like, oh, he's so mean. He's so mean. He's, mm-hmm. But, you don't stop to, you know, I didn't ask to be here, but you don't stop to really appreciate your parents, you know, because it had it had had to be hard to take on three young girls. Mm-hmm. With you being a militant man, you living like yeah, you're a parent, but you were still living your single life, you know. Because let's face it, like dads get to do what the fuck they want to do, right? Mom, you know, they get all the pressure. Yes. Yeah. So my dad, with him taking on me and my sisters, like. I applaud that man to the motherfucking moon and back because that's not an easy job, you know, and with no help. You know, yeah, we got, you know, he had my grandparents, but my dad is a man of his word and he gets things done on his own. He doesn't ask for help at all. Like, the motherfucking house can be burning down and he won't call the fire department. <laughs> he gonna be like, I'm gonna put it out myself. <laughs> so... You know, like, with him just really, like, teaching us three women how to stand our ground. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. Like, at first, as a kid, I'm just like, what the hell? He is so mean. He's so mean. He's just ass. He's not listening to me. You got to remember, like, you're dealing with three young girls about to be women who are sensitive and just, you know, trying to become into their own yeah and he's really not right he's not trying to get it and i'm just like pay attention like like i'm going through some shit like i don't know what i'm doing but just listen to me right so i don't know like i get it now and even though i don't have kids like he used to always tell me like when you turn 25 and maybe even a little bit older you'll thank me you know, I should be like, as a kid, I'm like, oh, whatever. I don't want to hear it. I ain't thank you for shit. nothing. Like, and I, you know, of course, I got older. And I'm just like, and I say I was about 26, 27 at the time. And I was just like, damn, like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Like, you ain't have to do this shit. Like, you didn't have to do it. So, yeah, I get it. And not to blame things on my mom for not being there as much as she should, but she was going through things of her own. Mm-hmm. So. It know. is good that, you know, you at least had, uh, you know, your other parent, you right. know, to step in and pick up for where the person left off. Exactly. Right. And, you know, still be able to help cultivate you into the person that you are right now. Right. You know, um, and it's that's great. Yeah. And um, I just I wish all parents could do that. Right. <laughs> you know, um, take some you know type of responsibility, but 
even with that type of family dynamic yeah you know um because i i've had some people in my family who the mom the dad wasn't there nowhere to be found the mom you know for some reason just did not have that maternal instinct yeah or just it really in a very like selfish place where other people in the family had to come in and yeah. you know pick up their their um where they were lacking and to this day it makes the their dynamic hard yeah or even like now it's it's damn near non-existent because you know this particular person is just like you know, over the whole thing. Because yeah. it's like, okay, my parent wasn't even able to acknowledge the wrongdoing mm-hmm. or to acknowledge that they really, like, fucked me up. Right. Um, or to even, like, want to even have the conversation at all. Mm-hmm. And especially if you got children, you know, and they're the grandparent, it, it's harder to try to get them to understand or... You know, when you start being older and yeah. you, you doing your own thing, you raising your own children, and yet it's this missing link of, damn, like you really screwed me up. Yeah. And now you're trying to come back in, but it's too late. Yeah. So I think while some people are fortunate, you know, unfortunately there are people <laughs> who they still overcome it yeah but it's just the 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 road was a lot harder and so overall what i'm just saying is no matter what your family dynamic is um you know people try to fall into this whole traditional way of family where you have a mom and a dad and right you know in the household and this is we're about to go into 2020 you know, that's not how it is anymore. You no, know, you, unfortunately, no, it's it, not. Yeah. And I mean, you could have, you know, you could live in a household where it's just you and your siblings and you're all taking care of each other. Y'all exactly. raising each other. You know, um, aunties, uncles, uncle, uncle. You know, right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> your real uncle right. and then his partner. Right. And, you know, but that's okay because as long as you're being brought up in a loving, um, caring environment, yeah. right. you know, like, the bottom line is, think about it like this. However you raise your child, the things that you do to them, whether it has a positive or a negative um, impact, okay is going to be ingrained in them for the rest of their lives. Absolutely. And you don't know how that is going to affect them because we are all um, complex and completely different. So, you know, if you're in a, if you abuse a child, if you abuse two children, they could be twins. Right. They you both you treat them both like shit. Right. One can grow up and be successful. The other one can just 
grow up and worse off. Yeah, they they they're like worse off. You don't know what, but basically what I'm saying is you don't know how much of an influence you yeah. have on a child until they get older, mm-hmm. and until you see how they, you know, um, deal with with different relationships. So. What I'm saying is, like, if you're a parent or about to be a parent and feel like you cannot, you don't have the emotional or... Or if you can't perform to be a parent. Yeah, you can't perform or anything. If you know that you just are not right in the right state of mind, in the right, you know, uh, environment... There's some help, man. It's it's so many resources and so so uh, many different agencies and stuff available yeah. to where they can help or point you in the right direction. Yeah. Um. And I know it's easier said than done, but just remember, like the actions that you whatever you do is going to have an impact on somebody, whether it's yes. going to be a positive or a negative one. We don't know. Right. Until later on in life. Because these are like, you know, toxic seeds. They can be growing. It can, you know, grow, you know, in somebody. And then that type of behavior that they dealt with can spew out in so many different ways. Right. Um, Because, you know, it's the same hurt people hurt people. And I agree to a certain extent. Um, As a person... Who has been hurt. I don't want to inflict that hurt on anybody else. Just like not. you've been hurt. And you don't want to inflict that. Right. So I don't necessarily agree with that. But then you do have people out here that are like. Fuck it. Nobody cared about me. So I'm so not going to give. Right. I'm not going to give a fuck about nobody else. Right. So. Um, so yeah. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, keep in mind, guys, just because they raised you, right? that don't mean you got some obligation because you ain't asked to be Clear. here, you know, um, and I'll even say this, this little last tidbit, you know, um, even with my own personal struggles with, you know, how I was raised and, you know, the relationship I had with my mom, you know, um, Thankfully, to this day, you know, I, do I still have residual feelings about, you know, the way that she raised me? Yes, um, because that's just the human part of me. Um, but do I love her to death and know that she's, you know, my best friend? Hell yeah. yeah. But it took years and dedication and therapy and patience patience and therapy (laughs) (laughs) and uh some soul searching and some wine drinking and some trees blowing you know crying and some crying and being mad and journaling and it's okay to go through the motion yes it is it's so okay to go through the motions. It's okay to cry, to be mad, to punch the wall. As long as you ain't punching little kids and older people or each other. <laughs> you know, but if you 
it's it's too many resources out here to not deal with your shit and right. deal with the way that your parents, you know, um, raised you. Cause you know, one thing that I did learn from my mom, she said, I try to do the best I could, but I was young and dumb and didn't know. Um, and I'm doing everything I can to, you know, try to make up for it now. And I'm so sorry. And I'm so happy that you didn't turn out to be, I didn't turn out to be such a shitty person. Right. Because it could have went way left field. It could have went way left field. Now, do I still, do, do I still have a lot of work to do as far as, you know, um, still some of the things that, I feel some type of way about the things that have happened in my childhood. Hell yeah. Right. You know? Who don't? Who don't? But I think that part of adulting is overcoming. Over thank you. Overcoming it. Part of adulting is overcoming what you have gone through. Right. And coming out on the other side a wiser um more grateful and accepting yeah. of your circumstances and learning how to evolve and be a better person. Right. Because it's not easy. It's not. You know, it's I think people look at it like it's so easy to do bad. Mm-hmm. Cuz it is easy. Oh, you it know. Oh, so easy. It's easy to fuck up, you know? <laughs> but that's just a part of growing. Mhm. It is. It is. So, uh, yeah, get y'all shit together. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with uh, final thoughts. And we are back. So, for our next and final segment, uh, this is what grinds my gears. Uh, did you want to go first? No, you can't. <laughs> so, I'm shy. I'm sh- if you don't get your, I'm shy. And then you gonna have a little timid. I'm shy. <laughs> tee tee. <laughs> All right. So this is what grinds my gears. So we already know cuffing season is like literally right around the corner with it being almost October. And so, man, I'm going to tell y'all something. What grinds my gears is when y'all bring y'all little stanky asses over. Y'all, first of all, don't bring nothing. When you come over to a woman's house, you're supposed to bring something. Whether it's a bottle of water, some paper towels, toilet tissue. You never know. You never know. Gatorade, wine, weed, something. Don't come empty-handed and don't just bring condoms. Right. (laughs) Because, you know, that's the gentleman thing to do. And also, it would be nice if you all take out the fucking trash. As a woman, as a single woman, I don't like taking out my trash. It's heavy. It stinks. I don't like going in the alley. I don't want to be mugged by raccoons. Because <laughs> these these some hood coons. Right. <laughs> Hold on. What's kind of racist? These are some hood raccoons. Right. <laughs> and these squirrels are no joke. 
<laughs> so, like, fellas, for real, what grinds my gears is y'all don't bring nothing. Right. Yes, you bringing dick, but also be a gentleman. Be a gentleman. Bring dick and Gatorade. And, and Gatorade. Bring dick and some tampons. Right. <laughs> Something. Like, mm, I hate mm, them. Preach. Very, very much. Yeah. I don't, like, I'm not going to say, like, oh, like, people who tell little white lies, that's that's not going to bother me. Mm-mm. People who just wake up and lie for no reason, like, I can have a whole conversation with someone. You can approach me and to begin to talk. I didn't come up to you and ask you anything. Mm-hmm. You decided to talk. But you decided to tell these lies while talking. You just coming with a bag of lies. Yeah. I have asked to be lied to. No. Because you're taking away somebody's choice. Yeah. I hate liars. Because I I like to keep it 100 with a lot of people. I expect you to do the same. I agree. I agree. Liars for no reason. Ugh. Gosh. Makes my ass itch. Yeah. It's just really... Like, if I had balls, they would be itching. Yeah. Make my balls itch. Yep. They, mm. I can just only imagine how balls really feel when they itch. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of things, guys, they tend to tell lies because they think, like, oh, you're so emotional, you're emotional creatures, you're sensitive. No, motherfucker, tell me the truth. Actually, I think men are more sensitive. I think so, too. Um, and that's just, this is just not, you know, I'm not being biased. You know, uh, this is from experience. Y'all are some sensitive mofos. And y'all more complex than we are. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Why are you so upset? Ugh. I got one more. Susan, next time you're in the bathroom, I'm going to need for you to utilize the spray Yeah. at work. While you playing the booty trumpet, like, right. please, do a courtesy flush and a courtesy spray. Yeah. Because I'm just innocently coming in there to... Do whatever I need to do. Right, I could be checking my hair. Right. Washing my hands. I could be, you know, doing women's stuff that we do when we're in the bathroom. And the last thing I want to hear or smell. No, you know what? I don't even care about hearing it. But I don't want to smell it. 
Like, please, do a courtesy flush and a courtesy spray. And make sure, this is another thing that grinds my gears. Don't go in there and you in there for like 10 minutes doing God knows what. And then, like, literally you turn the water on for two seconds to rinse your fingertips. And then you leave your trifling ass out the door. That's nasty. Do you know how many crumbs and 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 mold? We just finished talking about mold in the panties. <laughs> now you got moldy panties, a moldy coochie. Now you got moldy, moldy fingers, fingers, and then you're leaving them on the goddamn door. What kind of shit? And then well, I like to when I wash my hands. I, I use a towel. Yeah, I grab, I grab a still mold towel. can come through that. I'm, I'm just thinking. I'm yeah. just yeah. you know or just for other people who don't. Use the paper towel to grab the door. Yeah. I'm pretty sure either they don't use the paper towel, they don't want to be grabbing on some moldy. A moldy door now. Yeah. I, I don't. And then you want to come over there and, you know, hey, how are you? Patting me on my back and shit. Now I got moldy coochie crumbs right. on my back. So please, <laughs> women, wash your hands. Sing happy birthday as you're washing your hands. Right. So that way you can get some of those moldy dirty yeast infected fingertips off your hands that it's just gross um flu and cold season is right around the corner it's approaching it's approaching and i don't do flu shots right so um i'm not trying to get sick and i think that was it i'm gonna save my other ones for next week yeah so um we can go in on this we i could really go in on this shit but, uh, so I want to thank you, Brandy. It was a, a real pleasure. It was You're a welcome. joy. You know, we we laughed. We cried. We joned. We learned a lot of new stuff about each other. Yes. You know what? I have learned so much from you. You've learned so much from me. Right. And, uh, you know what? I, I think I had to say it because some of these other people who were on my podcast before, but... This was the best one. <laughs> Sorry, Brittany. Sorry, DeMarco. Love you guys. <laughs> so, um, so make sure um, this is coming out on Wednesday. Also, I will be <clears throat> pulling, putting up daily videos Monday through Friday. Weekends, I got other shit to do. So Monday through Friday, um, daily YouTube videos, just random things. Um, Monday starting again, the hashtag small goals challenge. Um, since Monday is the beginning of the month, let's go ahead and get our goals together because I don't know about y'all, but I'm trying to see perfect. So 2020, get these goals in order. So we're going to start now. Hopefully that made sense. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so make sure you check out my YouTube channel, Adulting Sucks Podcast. You can also check out, uh, my IG, Adulting Sucks, I think it's, yeah, Adulting Sucks Podcast. (laughs) You can also check out my website, um, AdultingSucksPodcast.com. Also, you can hit me up on Facebook, Liz Myers, N-Y-E-R-S. Um, and for now, my Gmail is uh, adultingsucks84. I am going to do a new one, though, just for the podcast itself. Uh, oh, 
I think I think that's all I have for now. Um, Cause my throat is starting to hurt. Yeah. And did you want to share your Facebook? Um, my Facebook is Brandy Janelle Ward. That's Janelle with two L's and Brandy with I. So B for those who B R A I Janelle. J-A-N-E-L-L Ward W-A-R-D So check her out Um, Check us all out And um, One little final tip Since uh, Daylight Savings is coming We are officially in fall Um, Just a quick Like mental health tip Uh, A lot of people do suffer from Like seasonal affective Disorder or sad you know, when uh, we're not getting as much sun. So just making sure that you take like vitamin D supplements, um, take potassium supplements, make sure that you increase like uh, some type of physical activity, whether it is, you know, walking, sex, because that's a physical activity and it releases endorphins. Um, and, you know, just making sure that you take care of your your mental health, uh, your spiritual wealth. And um, with that being said, uh, hopefully with these tips that we have shared today, maybe adulting really doesn't suck, right? Or do it. Or does it? It <laughs> sucks, but... Hopefully, learning about panties and mold yeah. and shit. <laughs> That's it, like the mold? Yes, I did not know about moldy panties. So that means, okay, because it said really quick. So, because it said of, of women discharged, but what about men? Because don't they have, don't they have like pre-cum sometimes? I mean, if men, if you haven't discharged, discharged, you need to go see a healthcare provider immediately. Um... <laughs> Just putting it out there. But if I'm just thinking of like pre-cum or for y'all, for guys who, excuse me, for guys who um, don't wipe their penis after they pee, they just do the shake test. You still got some moisture there. And so that can cause mold too. So just think about it because I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to be sucking no moldy dick. So with that, (laughs) I'll leave you with that. So, uh... I will see you guys on the flip side. Bye.